Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com. A roast as dark as the night, perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes, he's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> Joe Wizard Jack Skellington, and I'm here to usher you into the greatest store of all time, Hot Topic. Hey, everybody, it's me, your very upset parent bruiser, Jake, and I want to know why you sold my child this bottle of purple temporary hair color. How dare you defy my will as a parent and give my child even the minorest sliver of self-expression. Just let me smoke cigarettes, mom. Let me smoke cigarettes. I'm the bruiser (laughs) rebel kid who wants to walk through the gates of hell and fucking wear some chains on my pants. Holden McNeely. Uh, Yeah, that's right. That's me. I am the, uh, the, come on, mom. Let me smoke a cigarette, please. You're going to trip all over yourself with those pants. It's too many belts, I tell you. (laughs) Too many belts. Wait, has has a child ever been like, oh, come on, mom. Let me smoke. Is that a part of it? Probably in the fifties, probably. (laughs) I'm just trying to go back to where I was when I was the age that like hot topic was the most important thing to uh, the 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 youth, and uh, I definitely all I wanted was to smoke cigarettes. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't care where I found them. I wanted to uh, go to a Green Day concert, and I wanted to smoke a cigarette (laughs) afterwards that hopefully an adult would give me. Right? Yeah. No, I just uh, I. The for me, I remember just like you lied about smoking <laughs> to your parents. Not come yeah, yeah. on, mom. <laughs> Let me buy the Eminem CD and a pack of uh, Marb Menthols. <laughs> and today we have a very special special guest. Um, and by that I mean we have Jordan Olds. From Two Minutes to Late Night, from Albumer uh, via Giant Bomb, from many things, um, the dude can shred. I've seen it in videos before. It's pretty cool looking. <laughs> Jordan, thank you so much for being here, who also, by the way, worked at Hot Topic and just generally has a, a, a solid knowledge of um, you know what that store garbage. is and yeah. has meant. <laughs> yes. I have a, <laughs> good, I have a lot of garbage knowledge. <laughs> yeah, which... Uh, which, which uh, which 
voice, which Jack Skellington were you? Were you Danny Elfman or Chris Sarandon? Which impression? I, I think I was Danny Elfman. My friends actually, I fucking missed <laughs> out on this because of this stupid baby that I have. But my friends for Halloween got to go see uh, him perform, Elfman perform uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas with like the original voice yeah. cast and, and wow. the live theater out here in LA. Uh, Billie Eilish did. Um, the what's the girl in it? She did Sally. that song. Mm. Yeah, she did Sally. Uh, and apparently it was amazing. And then he closed out with a bunch of Oingo Boingo songs. And it was apparently the last time he's ever going to perform uh, as uh, Jack Skellington and do the score for uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's what he said. I but mean, whatever. he's still going to rock that. out. He's still going to bust out that weird science on command. He will just, <laughs> you give him an excuse, yeah. he'll, get, he'll drop some weird science. Listen, it's a dead man's party. All the time. <laughs> That's right. It's a dead man's party all the time. The perfect phrase to bring in Usher in our episode on Hot Topic. Jordan, we usually start with the gush. And I think we brought in a guest this time because Jake and I weren't cool enough to shop at Hot Topic back in the day. <laughs> you know what it was? I went to private school. All right. I'm going to go ahead and fess up right here, right now. Right. I all right, wore, rich my, boy. My clothes. My, exactly. We were we were lo- very comfortable, and all I was allowed to wear because of the dress code there were collared shirts, khaki pants. You know what? There was a Jinko crew. Mm-hmm. There was a little alt Jinko crew. My my me and my friends we were in a band, but we were like, nah, we're not like that type. Of, I don't know what it was. Why why we couldn't uh, bring ourselves to wear you know the chain waltz and Jinkos, but we just kind of stuck with the uniform. We didn't want to get in trouble. Maybe what it was, right? Um, I just wanted to smoke cigarettes, right? This is again, I'm going back to that thing. Yeah. But also, I think the mall that I was a mall rat at, it had a lot of things. It had a video game store, I think EB Games or something like that. It had uh, uh, a Tinder box. I remember that. Uh, you know, you go get a cigar cutter. It did not have a hot top. <laughs> and I think that that was. The, the you know the main reason was just like my mall rap mall did not have a hot topic and so i only knew it later as the like poser thing mm-hmm. right to use the fucking word of the time right it was uh, it was kind of you know the goth uh the mall goth as it is referred as the kind of uncooling yeah. of hot topic and i will say i got my band t-shirts from a much cooler place and that would be at Paramount's Carowinds uh, <laughs> when they had a Wayne's World whole section. This is in because I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. So uh, just outside of town was Paramount's Carowinds. They had a full-on Wayne's World. It had a roller wooden roller coaster called the Hurler. It had uh, it had the fucking hockey uh, uh, diner. You could go get like cheesy fries and what? burgers. And it had a rock shop with no stairway to heaven uh, 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 as a sign over the guitars. It had all the little accoutrements and it had a bunch of. Uh, T-shirts, band t-shirts, very hot topicy, and it also it's where I got you know my Zippo lighter with the weed leaf on it that I would of course hide from my parents for years and never use because uh, I never didn't know how to load it mm. with uh, the 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 gas. But anyways, uh, that was kind of my personal relationship with it. That's why it's been yeah, kind of said, a, a fun it, romp. It sounds like you're trying to dunk on it, but everything you said sounds. Sounds fucking awesome. Sounds fucking <laughs> no, no, rad. I loved Wayne's World, bro. Yeah, yeah. That was like, I, I would who go there. Who doesn't like Wayne? Like Wayne's World is a good movie. And then the theme and park I version. I genuinely want to eat at that diner. I want to make yeah. a Mr. Donut Head man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they had the best cheesy fries too. It would always every time I went to Paramount's Carowinds, I would we would always plan lunch around going to Wayne's World because they that was by far the bl- best place to eat. Oh, so it was like it was like Universal Studios, but for Paramount movies, but for Paramount. Yeah, Weird. and they, they gotta cool? stop it. They gotta <laughs> knock. Paramount is out of control. 
They're trying, <laughs> like, dude, uni- Universal Studios is not, it does not exist as a place where you think specifically of movies that Universal owns. You just know it as a movie park. Right, mm-hmm. right. If you bring Paramount into this, like I, it's confusing, dude. It was I weird. won't understand it, and they gotta. That's this, but now that I know that they had a theme park, I'm like, this is why they have a fucking streaming service that no one owns. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they did it because they think they're a name. No, yeah. you're not. You're, we had I'm we confused. had a Days of Thunder ride. If you remember that NASCAR film, they had a Days of Thunder ride. It was fantastic. <laughs> Jordan, you're acting like I feel like Paramount <laughs> yeah. could be a thing. You're acting like Holmes, like, and of course, all the kids would get in line to go to New Line Land, and we'd all like hang out with our favorite. Yeah, we we go on the we we, we go to the uh, everybody went to the Blood Ray from Blade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. It's That'd Dimension Films Land with your host, the Weinstein Brothers. Oh look, <laughs> it's all right. Sh- yeah, it's shit. <laughs> you can get your own shit pretzels from uh, Mall Rats. <laughs> Again, all of these things sound amazing. Why I you're not unselling me on every movie studio having their own theme park. But Holden, okay, let me tell you, I th- <laughs> there was plenty of malls near me. I grew up in suburban New York. Okay, and, back to the gush. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, on theme park. We could do an episode on theme parks, though. We'll have to have but you back. Not the good ones. That's the title. <laughs> theme parks parentheses not good. Ones parentheses. <laughs> not the ones that matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know. I, I, there wasn't any, there was like a little, uh, I, I would hand, I would go to Suncoast. That's where I felt most natural. There was like a lot of anime on the shelves. There was albums, there was, uh, tapes, all these things. And, uh, I, you know, Claire's, bleh, that's for girls. Limited to, what are you talking about? Aeropostale sounds French, not for me. And then just in one, I think, uh, across from the Spencer Gifts, where I would go to flip through, uh, girly posters of the Barbie twins, because I was that, Horny, and I was born that long ago. There would just be an actual. I don't know what that. I don't. The Barbies. What? It's it's what old people used to get horny for. Um, and <laughs> okay. across the way was an actual. What I could only assume was a gateway to hell. It was wrought iron and a dark and loud and spooky, and the logo was etched in crimson blood. Yep. And I was terrified of it because I was a child. And had no idea that the devil walked among us. And it worked. (laughs) I don't like, if you don't know anything about shit, your first exposure to like the darkness is this random ass store in the mall. That's your first, wait. Yeah. So you had no other spooky culture that seeped into your, like you you hadn't seen like a Tim Burton Batman or anything? (laughs) yeah, Yeah, okay. But like, again, that's like Tim Burton stuff. I didn't realize that, you know, uh, Catwoman was like actually supposed to be a bondage thing. I was like, oh, that's weird. Michelle Pfeiffer's got shiny black clothing for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a child. I don't know what that (laughs) represents. Right. And so, like, before I watched my first slasher movie, before I, uh, you know, even before even like the one kid brought a Marilyn Manson record to the playground record. When am I? (laughs) Seven. Like there was this, the first inkling that there was a counterculture was Hot Topic. And I, it's kind of weird. By the time, like I was actually on the lookout for like illicit goods or like alternative fashions. I was old enough to like take the train into the city and go to like the village or like be one of those annoying teenagers on St. Mark's Place. 
So like I, you know, I lived in a major urban area, so I had access to, you know, what Hot Topic was trying to capture in a way. But uh, I did a post on our Facebook group. It's, uh, you know, just go to Facebook.com, Wizard and the Bruiser, lovely community, uh, go complain about stuff or say what you like about things. And there are so many stories of people being like, I was in the middle of Alabama. I was in the middle of nowhere. This was like a bastion. This was an awakening. Like hot topic mattered. And like and it's it's kind of like this this mystifying place. This place that had some kind of evil energy power to a child and let them know that there is like the first glimmer that there is a greater world than like uh, you know, I don't know, Shoney's and church. <laughs> Yeah, Jordan, how about yourself? You're a young boy growing Where were you growing up at when uh, you encountered Hot Top? So I I grew up in uh, in Denver, Colorado, and the I like the closest mall to me, similar to you guys, didn't have uh, didn't have a Hot Topic. Um, I w- I didn't live in Cherry Creek, but the closest mall directly to me was the Cherry Creek Mall. So I associated malls with like like people who had more money than me. <laughs> like I, uh, or in my family, like I, uh, like Cherry Creek was like, is the rich neighborhood mm. and stuff. And I'm just like a stinky little kid. Um, but then uh, the, like when I got old enough to like be able to, like go further <laughs> than, than anywhere on uh, like that my skateboard your, could take yeah your me. neighborhood yeah 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 like then i could uh then i discovered i discovered hot topic i think at a time where i was already interested in the stuff being sold at hot topic i knew the bands on on the walls and at the time it was all just like new metal bands and uh-huh. such like you know i found i found corn because a kid at my school was like talking about how they like they're the most fucked up band in the world <laughs> like, they sing like creepy like songs about like they have dad problem songs uh, and clown me back to, songs you're whoa, bringing whoa, me back whoa. to even like more writing? fucked up than the offspring <laughs> you- you're, yes, you're, bring, you're bringing me back to like right in the back of the school bus, like late at night, coming home from like a school trip or something like that, or maybe it was like a, a sport. Late event. at night, school trips are, were over at four thirty. Well, you know, late at night for us it was like seven p.m. or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know what was going on, but either way, you're in the back of the bus. It's a secret, and someone has everyone's to wasted from the planetarium. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I remember, yeah, uh, uh, the dude with the Jinkos putting on uh, that corn album that starts with "Are you ready?" <laughs> And I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. And I loved it. I, yeah, I remember, I was, um, when I discovered, how, like, it was always hard for me to, to get into counterculture because of, like, my parents. They didn't want me to, they didn't really care. Like, I'm, my family's Jewish. They don't give, there's no fucking devil. They don't care. Uh, they just didn't want me to look like a little asshole. <laughs> that's just it. And that's honestly, even Christian parents, Same. that's all they, yeah. they didn't actually care. They just didn't want their, they didn't want a kid to like dress like a, like a spiky fat marker. I don't like, yeah, they, they didn't want to have to explain it to their 
fucking friends at the yeah exactly. Like, company I don't picnic. know. They like, just don't want to answer questions at the company picnic. Yeah, when we <laughs> take you to your cousin's bar mitzvah, we don't want to talk about it. Like, <laughs> it's just that they don't want they don't want you to become a conversation that they have to have. <laughs> yeah. So, like. That's that's it. And eventually, like, so it was always an uphill battle for me to, like, listen to bands like Korn <laughs> or, like, metal. And, uh, like, I I would have to... T- it, it took a long time for me to talk them into it. Like, right. And, you know, when I was in eighth grade, I remember just, like, having... I, 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 th- I feel like I had a meeting with my family. I was like, here's the deal. This is, like... This is the music I'm going to listen to. I'm going to dye my hair blue. I, I like. I remember like talking to my mom. I was like, "Here's the deal. Like, I'm gonna do this. Like, you're not gonna. You can not approve of it all you want, but this is just gonna happen. And I'm just like, this is how it is. And she was like, uh, I remember. Like, I remember just the day she just like she after that conversation. She just like submitted to the idea. She was like, all right, fine. Well, let me help you bleach your hair because you're going to fucking burn all your hair <laughs> nice. off, you little idiot. We're just like, like, let me smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm smoking cigarettes. No. <laughs> like, they're called dejarums. They're, they're very good for me. <laughs> it was the opposite of that. Like, you know, like I, I, uh, I got into smoking weed uh, in eighth grade and eventually I remember the, first day I smoked a cigarette was because a kid, the kid who was supposed to, who said they were bringing weed was like, I I didn't get any weed, <laughs> but I have cigarettes. And everyone else around me was just like, yeah, fine. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> really? That's, the, is it, the, it's the it's same thing to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was like, we can smoke cigarettes, but it's weird that we're all acknowledging that this is the same. It is at least similar to smoking weed. It isn't. Right. Nothing yeah, happens very different. except we all feel bad. We get a little chattier. We get it. We can have a couple more beers than we usually can. Right. And we have a social bond where we all have a secret. And that's like... 83% of what smoking weed is. Right. And the other percent is like actually feeling high and good and enjoying. Right. It's just not, yes, cigarettes is just not really that, but that's I, how. And I worked really hard to get my cigarette addiction uh, starting in seventh grade for myself. And uh, I was the same thing where, I mean, I almost threw up or threw up like for the first several cigarettes I had until finally I was no longer throwing up and was uh, very quickly addicted to them. Very strange looking back on it, how <laughs> much work I put into having a decades long addiction that I was able to kick about, what, 10 years ago, maybe, or five years ago, something like that. I don't even know. Anymore. Yeah, I, I, I gave it up in my uh in my twenties. Um and but it, it just damn. Like uh I, I just I never thought it was gonna I never thought that cigarette smoking was gonna happen <laughs> from oh there isn't any weed today. <laughs> like that's so weird. But that's how that is how it started. But I I found hot topic and I wasn't I was never allowed I like I I feel like I missed the the era of wearing jinkos. Uh-huh. I think I would have if I if like if the Cherry Creek Mall in Denver, Colorado, if they had 
a, if they had a hot topic and sold trip pants or jinkos or whatever, I would have bought them. Yeah, but they did. I just didn't have access to it. Um, and yeah, when I found Hot Topic, it was just as they were transitioning out of being the new metal store to becoming the emo scene kid store. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So like, you know, slowly becoming a little less of of like a goth haven and more of a like kids who listen to Kill Switch Engage spot. Uh huh. Yeah, like, totally. I don't know. I don't know if you. I'm trying to name a thing that <laughs> like Trivium. Trivium. Anybody? Does anybody remember that band? Of, yes, of course. The beloved band Trivium. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I, so it's just like, uh, like that music started to become more. That became the new metal. Uh, the new new metal, mm-hmm. and it, or like metalcore is the term. For that type of band, like a kill. Yeah, we went engage. from we went from just wanting to break stuff to breaking stuff, and then crying about the stuff mm-hmm. that we broke. Right. That was sort of the transition from new metal into emo culture. Yeah, and it hasn't. The weird part is, is that is kind of still what mainstream metal sounds like. Mm-hmm. It's weird that that new metal existed for I don't know from like 1995 to 2002. Mm-hmm. And then that, then it switched to being metalcore, and that's just what it sounded like since. Yeah. And it's it has not changed. It's wild to me. Yeah. But anyway, that's when I that's when I started frequenting a hot topic and knew about it. And I, you know, and, and it was mostly band t-shirts and a very small plethora of you know, still mostly uh, like Invader Zim iconography mm-hmm. stuff okay. related to because Invade like Invader Zim was related to uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac course, yeah. comics, which was related to just goth culture in general. So there's yeah, you could, they even you had you know mm-hmm. the Johnny the Homicidal Maniac uh, comic book even has a whole like yeah. character that that goth kind of goth queen woman. That sort of was lampooned by Jonah Vasquez and 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 I believe like interstitials and in the Jonah and of course Johnny was completely hot topic out. Yeah, Johnny dressed exactly like Blade. Yes. He wasn't Blade, <laughs> but the you you could see with the stuff they were selling there the trademarked uh like you know nostalgia stuff they were selling. There's a through line to its relation to like. Uh, goth and counterculture at the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could, like, kids start reading Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Mm-hmm. They want they want to have a laugh. You find Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. You watch Invader Zim on TV. That's all that shit is sold at Hot Topic, along yeah. with Emily the Strange or whatever. Yeah. You want a little bit of a spooky vibe, but you're still a little bit of a Disney kid. You buy some Nightmare Before Christmas merch. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Nightmare Before Christmas was was absolutely there. But it was kind of just those two things when I first was there. And it's so when did you when did you start working? So I started working at Hot Top the Hot Topic at Park Meadows Mall in Colorado when I was 
15 years old. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. You were that kid. Uh, like my friend who had to get a special permit to start working at McDonald's. And was like <laughs> yeah. 14. I'm I like, started working like fuck? a month before my 16th birthday. Okay. So I would have to get rides there for my parents, but also they were like, you need to, you should start working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you want to, if you want to buy stuff, like I wanted to buy instruments and mm, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I was like, all right, well, I'll get a job. But I look, I was a, I was a, am I doing it right? Like scene or emo kid, whatever. Mm. I didn't like I, that. That was the category of what I looked like. Uh-huh. I wanted to be, I was, I was like a happenstance scene and emo kid because that's just what my, all my friends listened to. Uh-huh. And I feel like they didn't want, they didn't want to listen to any of the heavy metal that I was actually into. <laughs> like they didn't care about. It. They were like, "No, Taking Back Sunday, please." And like, we met in the middle at some like screamo or whatever, and so that just became my my Where, visual uh, present. Meets, yeah, just that little halfway point. Yeah, what, what like, year? What right, year was this? This was like two thousand and five okay. I would say two thousand five to two thousand six so I am graduating college at this point I'm a little wild older. yeah 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 I'm a little I'm just a little the stinker at this point <laughs> I'm like just you got like, soot on your cheeks and yeah, you yeah. the whole thing Fre- like I am freshly bar mitzvahed um <laughs> but yeah I got um uh I so I was uh I had swoopy hair full of hairspray and whatever, I'd be wearing eyeshadow and I was wearing girl jeans mm-hmm. uh with the with the white belt and this and the studs. And that's yep. Yep. Classic stuff. Um a band shirt that is way too tight for me. Uh I remember I got hired there because the I think like the key holder of this, mm-hmm. of that store saw that I had these girl jeans on that I had like bleach dyed in my own. I had like bleached, yeah, yeah, stenciled them. whatever you did. Like I, well, I threw them in my bathtub and they got all fucked up with bleach and they just like, I was like, that's weird that that looks cool. And so I wore them and she asked me about my pants and I was like, oh, I uh, made these. As if, like, I <laughs> kind of selling that I'm like really into fashion, right? You right, know right. what I'm talking about, really. But kind of like it's just that's the one time I did that. <laughs> but clearly, I like so she. I think she assumed that I was more of a like fashion focused person than I actually was. Like, I just I had my hair the way I had it, and I wore band shirts and like just happened to be wearing these bleached girl jeans that day and she like offered me a job there but that's that actually speaks towards i think the main thesis of what makes hot topic hot topic actually you just you just got to it which literally straight up is they're like one of the few stores that would just listen to their customer base and yep. adapt to their customer base yeah. and yeah. and at the same time they literally had like seen people essentially where and I don't know if you got free tickets to a concert to go write up a fashion report no. or not but they had they had professional buyers that would go to Ozfest that would go to these different you know counterculture stuff the kids like raves. at the time events kids did raves raves 
Yeah, the whole rave culture thing. And go and look and just see what everybody was wearing and be incredibly aware of it and do exactly what happened to you where the manager just asked you straight up, like, you know, in, fa- in fact, that was a big tactic they used was like to bring people in. They would be like, uh, we have a great one. We put up a post in the Facebook page. I saw a really great. What was the hoot? Oh right? yeah, was the, the hoot name. technique. The hoot technique. Do you know the hoot technique? Uh, no, I don't. The, the hoot, hoot technique. technique. I have it up. Uh, you got it. This is someone says they worked at Hot Topic between 2000 and 2006 in three different states. Uh, the real turning point was the Napoleon Dynamite uh, vote for Pedro shirts. Uh, <laughs> this was the moment they decided to become the edgy Disney store. Yep. And the hoot technique uh, involves. H, hello, greeting. O, observe. O, open conversation. O, offer help. And then T, thank you. So yes. you just, what's okay. the example? I do, oh, I wait, yeah. okay. Now you're okay, bringing yeah. it back. I remember this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, exactly what the manager did to you, though. They, they greeted you, asked, observed you had these interesting different pants. Asked you about the pants. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. completely just by the numbers. I remember them telling me to do shit like this when I interacted. And I remember feeling weird because that's how, the, like, my sales approach. I remember, like, yeah, them telling me to, like, uh, to do bullshit like that when interacting with customers. But I was genuine. I feel like I was one of the the few people that worked at the store that knew every band that was on on the wall mm. on the wall yeah so i was really good at selling the band shirts because so I important could, cornerstone of the store it's yeah. 40 i was looking it up it's 40% of the revenue is still yeah. the ba- it's still the band shirts yeah. which is bananas the other 50% is uh He's still Jack Skellington. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jack Skellington. No, you and forget Deadpool. anime now. Now it's anime. Yeah. And Deadpool, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Motherfuck- motherfuckers love buying a backpack that looks like Deadpool's face. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. I I actually went to a local Hot Topic in a mall in uh, in suburban New York. Uh, the manager was very friendly. Uh, she started working there as a teenager and was, was only 20 years old and was like the full head manager of the store. Uh, and she told us that Among Us this year was a huge problem for them because oh, yeah. that following their, their thing, all the kids were like, do you have any Among Us stuff? Because that's what their audience wanted. And the actual like licensing machinery of the Among Us company, whatever the name of the, those devs were, were like taking, you know, it just 
they didn't have the orders in. They didn't have the actual stuff made because they didn't predict anything. And Hot Topic had to go into overdrive to like make the stuff for them to get that licensing done. Mm. But like, yeah, they just follow the trends. It's just about like literally in real time, whatever weird kid walks in, you say, hey, that looks cool. You look cool. You know what would help you look cooler? <laughs> yep. Some of this stuff at Hot Topic. <laughs> it's true. Like I, that's what I would do. I would like, I would talk to a person and I would find out like, like, you know, what music they liked. I was like, if you like that, you would like this band. They sound like this, this, and this. And they would buy a shirt based off of what I said without having right. heard right. the band. You know, it's, you know what <laughs> it was? It was a it's poser like, factory. Yeah, exactly. It's like opposite record store culture. Like record store culture, I feel like, feels very gatekeepy and very like, yep. oh, yeah, do you even know what, you know, name four tracks from this <laughs> band then? That's the kind of the vibe I feel a lot of times in a, in a record store scenario, right? Mm. Whereas this is like, no, we're going to help you fake it till you make it. This is, <laughs> yeah. Come in. We're going to let, we're going to help you pretend to be the thing you want to be until you are it and i honestly i think that was so important though for a bunch of suburban kids and uh you know we'll get into it in a little bit but even might have helped uh create emo in a lot of ways because it brought these different music uh, uh these different bands and things to the suburbs that these kids hadn't really even been uh you know because uh, they're not in in like big cities and they're not a part of like cool underground scenes so they're just getting like the kind of cusp of it and then starting to create their own bands and stuff like that in ways that they weren't able to do before yeah i don't uh, i it, it, i don't think it created emo because emo is pre the existence of a hot top of a hot topic in this form mm-hmm. the like the like 1998 version where it gets all where, where you get the the spoopy font. It feeds into <laughs> each other because like the, it's definitely a synthesis where like once suburbanites kind of created this weird, softer, more approachable version of uh, death and spooky aesthetics and music. Hot Topic was there to like. Oh yeah, it was like built for Hot Topic, like My Chemical Romance. Yes, the Black Parade. Had the spooky font, the cool costumes, the little Skelly Man logo, the uh, yeah, they- thrilling music that was borderline musical theater. And Hot Topic was there. And Gerard Way literally also worked at a Hot Topic. Like yep. that, just because one didn't directly cause the other, it was still the same forces kind of uh, like two sound waves enhancing each other higher and higher. Signal well, boosting, like, yeah. Uh, I, I guess like that that iteration of of like emo and pu- like the emo that most emo kids wouldn't call right. real emo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're not ty- like sunny day real estate did not yeah. benefit from <laughs> from hot topic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's literally you, you bring up a good point. It's literally the emo that when you call it emo and a, a real emo, people are like, "That's not real emo." Yes, <laughs> right, those like, bands got signal boosted in and spun up with hot right. topic. But yeah. My Chemical Romance was happens was like accidentally the perfect amalgamation mm-hmm. of everything that could be st- like sold by Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were music. They they all accidentally looked like fucking Jack Tim Skellington Burton characters yeah, with the Black like, Parade specifically. The little marching band skull guy was like a perfect mascot for even Three Cheers, the album before that, because that's when mm-hmm. I worked there. Like they still, they they were the biggest merch movers. They 
They were literally the like with three cheers for sweet revenge. They were the same exact color scheme as Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like my I like the I had a whole thing because we do a a show on two minutes to late night called like high school CD review where I go through uh-huh. all of the I might my mom found my old CD collection and I'm like, well, we're gonna listen to all of these and talk about it in context. Let and me guess. It was in a big neoprene rubber uh, bound yeah. uh, little binder thing. It's a fucking binder thing full of a bunch <laughs> of bullshit. And it's, <laughs> and it's all really funny because all the classic rock I had is just like the essential greatest. T- it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's the essential. The Beatles yeah, won. You, yeah, yeah, you can't fuck it. Yeah, it's like Rolling Stones 40 Licks because you didn't. I didn't uh-huh. know where the fuck. I didn't know about old albums. I just right, knew that right. old, like those are, when you go to a CD store and you look into Rolling Stones, like they just only had that at the time. It's very, that's another day though. But <laughs> I felt like it was always weird that AFI was not the band mm. that exploded for mm. Hot Topic. And I was wondering exactly, forever I've wondered why like it wasn't them because they were they had the aesthetic way before maybe I guess they're just too punk to fully mm. accept. Yeah, it's got to exist. I kind of like the statement earlier. It's like Disney meets like whatever in, insert music scene here, right? It's got to have this perfect marriage of it can't be too punk. It can't be too. Especially after a certain point, I think it started actually genuinely uh, a place to sell goth and punk merchandise. And, well, and it started. It was kind of just a, like a surf store at the beginning. If you look at the early, early iterations of hot, hold on, I think like, we got to get into it. I think, I think we, we got to get into it. Let's get into it. I'm gonna yeah. run it down for you right now, uh, Jordan and listeners. Uh, the founder of Hot Topic, Orv Madden, born and Short raised for in Orville, Alton, Iowa. But not spelled like the popcorn guy. Fun thing. Very cool sound. <laughs> you spell it like the popcorn guy. He would eventually graduate from the University of Chicago with a master's in business administration. After that, he ended up at the Children's Place, a kid's clothing store common to American malls, which is how he ends up just both in the mall industry and in the youth retail. Hey, you want a pair of very expensive child overalls? Come to the motherfucking Children's Place. You want a rocking horse in tasteful pastel colors? <laughs> Orv has got you covered. It's the fucking Children's Place. So he does six years at the Children's Place and decides he wants to get his own store going. And he wants to specialize in what no other stores were carrying. And that was accessories for both men and women. And so uh, this is the basic philosophy that Madden would use essentially throughout his entire career was we want to sell what is not being sold in uh, the rest of the mall. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we want to just stand out and be that. And so he and his wife Leanne they they take out their life savings and they start filling up their garage with stock for this store. Once the garage is filled to the brim, they open up their first shop, a quote cool junior accessories store, according to Cindy Levitt, the first ever employee at Hot Topic, which was opened in November of 1989 in Montclair, California, at Montclair Plaza, which is now known as Montclair Place. And they initially sold hats, sunglasses, belts, men and women's jewelry, and absolutely no clothing. Even the mannequins were totally nude, except for the accessories they were selling, because yep. that's what they were getting into. And this, oh, this, there, this. In- Initial logo, you can find pictures online of like the first location. It might as well be like 
one of those generic fashion stores at the mall called like Cool Vibe or like yeah. fashion it's why stuff. it's called Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it was very 80s out. It, it had such it was like this neon like weird splashy it like lo- Yeah, it looks like store brand Sprite. Yes. <laughs> A hundred percent. It looks like it should be flying around in the background of the opening to Saved by the Bell. It's just that. (laughs) So at at their second location, which they opened within the first year of business, they featured a goth punk and metal section. And this section starts selling like gangbusters. Stuff like studded and spiked bracelets and belts. Cindy Levitt said, that section was blowing up and we had handbags and burnished metal jewelry just sitting there. So we kept like, like cheap, like a cheap jewelry store was like the rest of the store. So we kept adding a little little bit more, a little bit more of this darker kind of punk alternative accessory collection. And then Orv Madden, old Orv, who was the founder, was very smart. Instead of trying to make it fly with our original concept, he and I went across the country to all these alternative stores that were usually in downtown areas. We came back and said, let's bring this look to the mall, to kids that can never get to those cool downtown type stores in New York, Philadelphia, and Los Angeles. So for New York, that was places like Trash and Vaudeville. In Philly, uh, they had a place called Zipperhead that they went to for inspiration. Folks like Cindy Levitt and other initial employees would act as the initial merchandise buyers that Hot Topic would be known for. Going out, finding the current cool stuff, and bringing it in the store. And then, wouldn't you know it, right around the same time, MTV is blowing the fuck up. And this is becoming this center point for... I'm going to tell the kids a little bit about MTV back in the day. I I saw this really funny tweet actually yesterday that was literally like, you know, back in the day, teenagers literally were like, or even young adults were like, I think I'm going to watch music videos on television for the next hour. (laughs) That was literally what we did. We would sit around. Dude, MTV was on all fucking day. And um, whatever that dumb, what's the dumbass show that's on all day on MTV? Yeah, yeah. It's, It's... uh, instead of instead of whatever the fuck they show now, it was just music videos, and the, the all of we were all we had this this focal point for culture, all of us in this amazing way that no longer exists anymore. And I mean, now it's more varied, and you can go find everything uh, via SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, just the internet in general. But Pandora, it was kind of cool you're that a we weird were, pervert. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, MTV was like. It's like it's weird to think about, but it's essential. MTV was essentially just like the shopping network for mm-hmm. music. Yeah, because yeah. people like uh, music videos now are a vanity thing. They yeah. don't they don't serve a purpose anymore, mm-hmm. and that's why most bands don't have them. Like they can sometimes help. Uh, like they can sometimes help, you know, just remind people that like you exist, but like, or, or I think certain people not- like Billie Eilish is an example of someone who, who I think used music videos to establish their whole aesthetic mm-hmm. really well alongside the music in a way that I feel like that video, I feel like her initial videos were a big part of what, what, what blew her up initially. I sure. Think, I- but I feel like, that would have happened these days. That would have happened just by people taking pictures of her playing live, like right, right. playing live, because every anybody can post a cell phone video of a band doing something live or whatever. Um, it doesn't like music videos, uh, like as a as a thing that exists. They don't 
make any sense because when they existed, their whole purpose was to sell, uh, was to, it was the only way that you could really sell a band. It's a commercial to buy the album from this record label. It's just the record labels are putting money into ads. Like a single is to sell an album. Yeah. A single is, and then a music video is to sell a single to sell an album. Yeah. So essentially you were just watch and like, when you'd watch like Headbangers Ball or TRL, like, yeah, the the sh- the entire network was just music videos, but you're just watching, you know, it's just going from like one shopping network team to a different shopping network team. Like the best this is our big the best yeah, is like, butthead. The uh, as you get to that totally. late night block, and then you see all these videos that like from these. I mean, you know, you're discovering fucking Primus, yeah. and like White Zombie and stuff, and and uh, getting your mind blown, and uh, you know, and then slowly got more and more watered down. But yeah, exactly. It was just this one stop shop for all of us to speak the same language. And so Cindy Levitt, noticing this, said, "Our store manager said since we're carrying all this punk stuff and alternative stuff, kids are coming in and asking for rock tees back in 19." 19- you cannot find rock tees in any kind of mall retailer nope. only it shows in some mom and pop shop kind of places so we went out and tried to find rock tees that we could purchase for retail and uh, this is also when the store managers made it a point to start listening to the customers in regards to the merchandise and they, that they wanted in the store and the biggest first shirt do you know the big first shirt Jordan that was this like licensed thing that everyone got that the first invader zim would be I love this this is so funny homie the class in living color. <laughs> Homie, don't play that t-shirts was the big, huge hit for them early on that out the gate. makes so much sense. That's right? so funny. It's so funny. I, it's, uh, so yeah, the, so the, by the second year, they've got this. It's, and it's especially that like they went ahead and were yes. like, we'll make the t-shirts. Yeah. Let we'll us make, make these this. t-shirts. Uh, you know, and, and, and put it out. And I mean, Back then, I guess you had big, you know, you had like SNL with like Coneheads and all their mini cavalcade of like big hit reoccurring sketches. But how many times do you see that on a T-shirt? I feel like this is right around the time. This is also I'm I'm kind of remembering to yeah exactly the surf shop thing of like all uh, weird like Bart Simpson <laughs> Michael Jordan bootleg yeah, T-shirts yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this kind of stuff pulling these like very popular things uh, from like animated shows and comedy shows and stuff and then like. Yeah, the, slapping them on a shirt. Eat my shorts, Saddam Hussein. That's a shirt that I. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. like, like, yeah. The Simpsons, like Looney Tunes, uh, wearing like baggy pants and backwards hats and like giving the middle finger. That that shit was everywhere for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah. Still is. Yeah, still is. Uh, you'll you'll walk around in the wild and you'll see Bugs Bunny holding several guns and you'll be like, wow, it's still. A <laughs> It just became it just became so cool to have to to sport that kind of thing and Hot Topic just immediately jumped on it within the second year they have the T-shirt wall right uh, that is how quickly that evolved and so between all of the all of these things MTV the the counterculture fashion goth metal and punk music scenes that they're pulling from uh, Madden quote saw an underserved market music related T-shirts apparel that traditional mall based retail retailers were ignoring and I decided to pursue it so Madden raised over $11 million from investors after a promising initial run with the stores and they start to expand. And uh, so with the success of the t-shirt wall, they decide to focus more on clothing. And that is when Trip NYC comes in. Again, all this stuff like very, very early on in, in the store's run. And Trip NYC is the initial supplier of clothes to Hot Topic, 
Facebooks. Everyone, if if, if the Facebook uh, uh, thread could be any indication, everyone that was their number one thing besides like band shirts was the trip pants. Yep. Right. Mm. That was the hugest thing. The trip was founded by Dan Goodman in New York City. One of their earliest products was bondage pants. Quote, quote unquote bondage pants and studded clothing and these are still featured in Hot Topics to this day. Were there trip pants Jake at the Hot Topic you went to last week? There was a very small section. By this point the dominant thing in the modern store and we'll get into how this happened mm-hmm. was anime merchandise. A lot of My Hero Academia a lot of uh, 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 Goblin Slayer a lot of uh, classic stuff like Cowboy Bebop but Tons and tons of Sailor Moon. But what was fascinating about it is that there were still like individual sections where there was like a little uh, standalone area where it was all just Nightmare Before Christmas. There was like a standalone section for Disney villain stuff. There was a standalone section for uh, a little bit of like Mimi stuff like, uh, you know, Among Us, Invader Zim, uh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's stuff. And in the back, tucked away in a corner, there were still some trip pants and some pyramid-studded belts and, like, cat ears. Was there any lip service? That was the other big one at the time. Lip service founded by Drew Bernstein. Yep. Uh, that's no. all that like plasticky looking skin tight, like kind of glam goth kind of stuff. The glam goth stuff got absorbed into Torrid for in a big way mm. because that was the female fashion, plus sized female fashion kind of offshoot that kind of absorbed all of that energy, uh, which uh, my, fian- my fiance went with me and she was like, do you know how long overweight women have just had fucking skulls and florals? It's been decades. This is bullshit. <laughs> We're human beings. So so going back to licensing too, Homie the Clown takes off. Levitt said, then after that, Twin Peaks was popular. So we bought Twin Peaks shirts. We found them, got them, and put those out. Then we started adding all these kinds of quirky licensed products. Another element that happened about the same time was rave culture started getting really big. This is all still a quote from Levitt. So because we became about music, we started bringing all these kind of bright licenses. And two of the big ones that really set a trend then were, oh, this is just taking me back so hard. Care Bears and Strawberry Shortcake. That's where we get the big wide pants, the pacifier necklaces. Oh, God, rave culture. And glow sticks, the very sweet kind of nostalgic licenses that were being worn with the big raves becoming very big uh, so that <laughs> that continued to open up the door for more pop culture In licensing. their corporate history, they're very proud of the fact that after one of their employees came back from a rave with one of their fashion reports, they took it upon themselves to release raver pants with a built-in pocket for glow sticks. Was it glow sticks or was it drugs? I mean, can we be honest here? I mean, yeah, they said How many tabs of Molly are you going to stack? That's a lot for a single pocket. (laughs) Oh, the pacifiers. Did either... I mean, Jake, I'm going to go ahead and assume you were I have never been in touch with my body enough (laughs) to even remotely go somewhere for the explicit purpose of dancing. I did ecstasy like a couple times, but I never went to a rave. Jordan, were you ever... Uh, uh, an attendee of a rave. Yeah, I've been to um I've been to several raves. I never I've never done ecstasy. Uh there was a moment where I almost did, but I <laughs> uh a person I was with uh was lying about having done ecstasy before and I was like <laughs> I, like they were talking about how they had done it and I was like no you haven't why in my head I'm like why are you don't lie about 
like having done drugs, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be ridiculous. I mean, that is and the standard took, thing of all time, though. Kids lying about the drugs they've yeah. done. I mean, that right. was a yeah. part oh, of I've it. I've totally done this before, <laughs> and I've done MDMA, two CI, three BA, four. We're about to like. I have my pill, and then we're gonna like, you know, enter. We're gonna enter the rave, and then the person who brought the pills like pulls me aside. Like I drove. And like I like and this person who's lying is a person that is like uh, accompanying me mostly, <laughs> and so the person who brought the pills like pulls me aside and goes, "Um, your friend just took like four quads <laughs> at the same time," and I was in my head, I'm, and I was like, "Oh Jesus!" I'm like, I don't know how much. That is, but four yeah, it just doesn't yeah. sound of something <laughs> pill-related seems like too many. I don't even take four Advils. Right, right, right. right. Like, I don't... <laughs> that's too many. So that so was the moment you're like, I feel like I should need my wits about me for the next six hours. <laughs> yeah, no, and I was right. <laughs> like, I, I, have such a simil- I, I have such a similar story of of uh, we all took an XC pill. One of my friends was like, oh, fuck, man, I feel sick. I feel sick. And then he just like puked up a bunch of like pink goo. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, we're fucked, man, yeah. we're fucked. And then one of my friends ended up fucking rolling his brains out, and I just ended up, like, terrified uh, in my bedroom in the, with all the lights out for the next three hours. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I just didn't take the pill. I just, like, I was like, I fucking damn it. And I had to chase this guy down, like, he was, like, he was, of course, on another planet. Like, um, and I... <laughs> like he, he was, was hard like, to catch because he was so sweaty. He just slips right out of your yeah, hands. Yeah, I literally, it was, I was like chasing him. He literally at one point said, you can't catch me. <laughs> like, I, and he was right. I couldn't, uh, but I eventually, I like, you know, uh, took him home and then me and everybody else went to like a 24 hour Starbucks. So like, cause no one can go to bed. I'm just tired. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I've done no hard drugs in my life. Uh, and it's very, and, but people that I, I have hung out with for like decades thought I had like my friend. I remember like a few years ago, like my friend was like, Wait, you weren't doing coke with us? And I was like, <laughs> no. I mean, I was with you, and you were doing coke. This may seem off topic, by the way, but this is very on hot topic, I feel like, because this is exactly like the whole, yeah. I, I, this takes me back to exactly the type of people, Shabbat hot talking. you didn't, you know, you're just always around the people doing all the crazy drugs and stuff, but you're not mm-hmm. actually doing them, but you're wearing the clothes, you're listening to the music. Yeah, no, like, I, my, my friend was like, well, this is even to like in our twenties. They were like, like, wait, so how you weren't doing co- like how were you like how were you hanging? How were you partying with? How were you like drinking with us till like four a.m.? I was like, I was tired. <laughs> like, that's it. Like you know, I that's my like big rave stories. I just like <laughs> ended up having to babysit instead of like 
fully participate in a rave. I'm going to go ahead and say, though, most of the people who wore that rave, the rave clothing, uh, did, also had never actually attended a rave, which was, and I remember how scared uh, the parents were. And this is, again, uh, ushering in, like, anything that makes th- your parents freak out. I remember the news stories about ecstasy and everything like that. This is when Hot Topic is not just going into, like, oh, we listen to our customers. We cater to the counterculture. We also cater to whatever makes your parents upset. So it's 1996. This is what you're talking about. They got the funding, and one of the big things besides opening more stores is they changed the logo to the corn-influenced red scrawl. They start adding gargoyles and pillars and dimming the lights. Is that? Did they think it looks like corn? Was that there? It's well, definitely also, part like of the, the new you know, metal kind yeah, of. Yeah, would, would I uh, more even like ACDC? <laughs> yeah, the cramps. The cramps is would probably yes. be the closest, like yeah, in yeah. terms of logo uh, similarity. But either way, spiky, evil, spooky, right. uh, hot topic uh, logo design. And yeah, the gates of hell was the aesthetic. They they had these like creepy gates. Uh, it was the only store in the mall that was dark blasted really loud music, essentially just doing everything they could to make parents look at it and be like, and shake their heads in in, uh, terror. And uh, there were even, to the point, I mean, you know it works when religious nuts start spreading rumors that the employees were practicing satanic ceremonies in the back of the store. That's when you know, you know, you're doing something right if if that's what you're going for. And um, this is also the year that they went public and they started getting crazy money. They also so another indicator that they know what the kids want, they were early adopters of the internet. And uh, in 1996, they launch uh, their website that has very prominently posted in the front a feedback page. They want that customer input. Yep. They also had a page of games you could play and all that stuff, which again was so popular back in the days. I remember being obsessed with the Comedy Central's uh, South Park games on their website. But uh, uh, Emo game, baby. Just, yeah. Always just staying in touch with uh, with what the kids are wanting. And, and this is um, also the height of the, the mall as a gathering place for the American family, for kids on the weekends. Like this was a supposedly safe indoor space that everybody just flocked to. And next to the journeys and the footlocker was dude, the yeah, demon that, store. <laughs> this, is, this is the only, like the mall was the only place that, we could go like I would see movies as like a kid uh and be like, where the fuck is the arcade? Like right, where, right, right. Like, where is all this shit? How are where are these kids hanging out at a bowling alley <laughs> near a hot dog stand or whatever? Like, we did not my town had none of that. It yeah. was houses, the grocery store, and then a fucking mall. So we were just at the mall. All the time until we got cars because Colorado, the way Colorado was set up is each town is 30 minutes mm-hmm. from the other town. You can't just walk into another town. You can't <laughs> walk from like Denver to Centennial because there's just fuck it. You have to like, you can't walk on the highway. You can mm-hmm. skateboard across the highway or whatever. And that was a, a big deal. So, like, uh, maybe that's how it is for a lot of other people. No, like, I had, well, we did have a bowling alley. We had a movie theater. We had the mall, right? Yeah. That was it. Maybe, and then kind of coffee shops is where we go to smoke cigarettes. Yes. Essentially. Uh, that was uh, another big We would just big be one. behind a 
fucking Taco Bell. Like, right, right. <laughs> it, there were just so few play. You know, there were so few big gathering points. So, so this was such an important shop for I think so many kids. You know, which is why I lament not having a hot topic at my mall, South Park Mall in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was a little bougie, and uh, so we didn't fucking have it. But um, yeah, also, but they were on top of shit. They they were the first adopters of South Park merch mm-hmm. before it was. Uh, he, they kind of they they got that merch in before it exploded. And the other big one for them around this time is SpongeBob SquarePants. And again, the company heard about it because college kids liked the show and made a drinking game out of it. The while rave culture turned SpongeBob into an icon in the scene, and so mm-hmm. they went as far as to go to Nickelodeon headquarters in New York, get an exclusive deal to make merch for Spongebob because it was before Spongebob had exploded um, as huge as it has obviously become now. Check out our Spongebob episode for more information on that. Also, check out our My Chemical Romance episode, by the way. We mentioned them as well. Um, but they they were the first company to feature Spongebob merch. They ma- licensed it and made it themselves. So that was fucking massive for them. That's So crazy. by 1999, right? And that So by 1999, they had opened just about 200 stores in 35 states. And um, and then uh, it is around the early 2000s that they start to uh, become all about the emo life. Um, I love this uh, quote from Kate Rockford, journalist for Fast Company. Hot dog, hot dog, hot dog, <laughs> hot, hot dog. topic. Hot dog is a yummy, yummy thing to eat. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird quote that I wrote down. Uh, I don't. It doesn't even use proper grammar. It's a jur- professional journalist. Hot topic doesn't sell its customers an image of who they want to become. It plays into who they think they already are. If only they had the accessories to show it. So uh, they, you know, we already talked a lot about the emo revolution at Hot Topic, and um, and in 2000, or old Orv steps down as the company's CEO, retires. He is replaced by Betsy McLaughlin, who had been working her way up from the in the company since 1993. Around this time, some of the other cool stuff that they did that they were on the cusp of early, uh, they had been ahead of the curve when it came to offering plus sizes, especially to women. And of course, and uh, uh, this is again, listening to customers. And plus sizes sell so well that by 2001, they offer a whole store centered around them, Torrid. Torrid initially was a hot topic, but with just clothes and more fashion-focused, and eventually became more plus-size focus. Um, but it is then in the mid-2000s, right around the time you're getting a job there, yeah. Jordan, that Hot Topic starts to get lampooned, starts to become uncool. One of the, Do you remember this rumor that The Gap owned Hot Topic? Yes, I do remember that. I And here's the thing. It definitely was becoming uncool, especially for kids my age, because I think we were finally at an age where we could go to concerts and get the shirts there. The only reason I participate, I like went to hot topic was to buy shirts of bands. I like, I didn't buy anything like the pants I wore not at hot Topic. Didn't have chains. Yeah. No chains. (laughs) Like I, every kid I knew got their girl because we were wearing girl pants. Like, and so we bought them at Savers, the thrift store. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what you did. And like the shoes, my my shoes were like Converse, mm-hmm. they, which were not sold at Hot, Hot Topic. Hot Topic did not, they were losing touch. I would say like you were, you were talking about um, uh, like SpongeBob. And I was like, they didn't have that. They only, I was like, 
Right, they switched SpongeBob out for Invader Zim because they uh-huh. thought that that's what they they couldn't move fast enough with mm-hmm. the with the culture, and also the culture transitioned into something else. In the mid two thousands, seeing an emo culture was something that I think because of MySpace and the newness of social media, yes, that people who were not a part of it really couldn't understand what it was or what was happening. There's not, there is not a single movie TV show that has a accurate representation of what this era Uh of emo kid actually was. They're like, what is it? A goth? It's a goth. It's what are they, what do they got on there? The, the, the relic, the, the thing that survived is like cringy memes. They like, I am to penguin of doom rar shit. Like, yeah. Like weird hair in blurry MySpace photos. That's the experience. I mean, and, and, and blunder years photos of scene kids, right? That's like the biggest representation, right? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. But it's also just like, that's like, that was the, that, that's such a specific tiny corner of it. And even that they don't, they didn't get that right. Mm-hmm. Like I watched Jennifer's Body for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That, I've watched that not too long ago too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's having a, it's, but it's the having emo a, kid yeah. in there, they're, they're like, what is it? What did they wear? Ties? Huh? <laughs> like they got they they got tied like they Avril Lavigne, like Avril Lavigne, I guess. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. It's Avril Lavigne. <laughs> They're like, I guess they dress exactly like Avril Lavigne. The clothes are big, right? They're not. not every yeah. every emo and scene kid wore skin tight clothing. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a a combination of a goth and then uh like grunge and then also hair metal a little bit. No one has properly no i just meant the all this tangent to say that of course hot topic became uncool at this time because you couldn't pinpoint what the fuck was happening it was this weird this this style was this weird mutation of several different genres of music and different appearances i think that that's Initially, why I was excited about it is because I was like, this is going to be cool, something new. But no, it was just stupid. It was just really fucking weird well, and stupid. It's, to the, it's to interesting because I went to, again, I went to the Hot Topic in my, in, in my area and I went to the big wall of T-shirts. And there is no like, 
central like theme anymore. It's like, hey, you want Rolling Stones? You want Led Zeppelin? You want yep. TLC? You want Ice Cube? You want the Gorillas? You want uh, Billy Eilish? Bring Eilish? me you the want... horizon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> everything is there. It's just like, what do you want? What do you want? We got it. But like, that's not a that's not a vibe. That's not a scene. And we'll get into sort of the full the full turn to just fandom period yeah. uh, in just a second. But I will say the biggest, one of the bigger markers too, and someone posted it in that Facebook thread in 2006, uh, MC Lars releases a track called hot topic is not punk rock. Everybody knows that everybody knows that a gatekeeping punk rock song is the tits. All right. You know let's what, uh, let's, let's play. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of that. I think one of my favorite lyrics is a hello kitty keychain is not punk rock. <laughs> yes. Yep. He's a nerdcore rapper. What does he know about uh, <laughs> yeah, trends dude. that survived? <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing, is that everything that dunked on Hot Topic was, like, also kind of not cool. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when South Park's episode about uh-huh. Hot Topic comes out, I remember seeing it and going, like, but you guys are also not cool. <laughs> like, you also, like... The, that you like, took the time... South Park to, is yeah, not... Yeah. South Park is not sold in Hot Topic, but it is sold in Spencer's Gifts, mm-hmm. which is the same thing. Like, I, it, <laughs> it was, yeah, everything that, it just felt like if you, like, like comment, had something to say about Hot Topic, it was just like, dude, why are you even talking about this? <laughs> yeah. Like, I worked at Hot Topic when I was 16 because I was like, I, this is the only place that would hire me. Like, I needed a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was the Hot yeah. Topic of video rental stores. I wanted to work at the cool indie rental store, Vizard Video in Charlotte, but they wouldn't take me. They, that had sections by director, you know what I mean? So, of yeah, course, yeah, I ended yeah. up at Blockbuster, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to convince people to watch Royal Tannenbaums, and then I'd find out the manager that they came back and complained about me, that I recommended that movie to them, and they were very upset with me. <laughs> uh, it was very yeah. interesting. I will say in the testimonials (laughs) on the Facebook page, like uh, most people say that, uh, and there's also a big uh, Reddit thread one year, I think two years ago, like looking for horror stories. And most people say that, you know, their manager was nice. The clientele was relatively cool. Yeah. There's like most of the horror stories are like, you know, having to clean up for people in the dressing room, which is like followed by a million comments that are like, if you think that's like a hot topic thing and not what happens at every retail dressing room, like you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still friendly with my old manager, not specifically the one who hired me, but like the one I worked directly with, like he 
he and I are still friends. Like I still think that he's really nice. Like the this 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 is one of my my favorite quotes from the Facebook thread. Alex said, "My source for Cannibal Corpse slash Iron Maiden T-shirts and studded belts that attracted exactly zero girls I went to high school with." <laughs> but sincerely, my favorite memory every year on my uh, Christmas list, I would write down five metal bands I was into, and every year my mom would make her annual trip to Hot Topic to get me two to three shirts. She loved it. She didn't like the decor. She didn't like the imagery on the shirts, and God. God fucking knows she didn't like the music. But every year, in the middle of the chaos of all her shopping, she would walk in a Hot Topic and be greeted by some employee with 19 piercings and 10 tattoos. It was everything she had been conditioned to have an aversion to. But then that employee would inevitably turn out to be the friendliest, kindest, and most helpful person she would encounter all Christmas season. This was her special trip to always be reminded not to judge a book by its cover. Uh, which I thought was a pretty sweet, sweet little That is anecdote. a very sweet... Uh, sentiment, <laughs> but they're just doing hoot, baby. <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're just on that hoot trade, though. Your mom got hooted. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, I love that Banana Republic top. You know, it would go great with that. <laughs> yeah, I will. I, I mean, it's hot topic. Um, you know, it's uh, the whole, the whole thing. Uh, of like you guys are bringing bringing up the the right things about like yeah, like it's. It is a. It is literally. There's gates. There's literally gates in front of it that open. <laughs> it is the opposite of gatekeeping to a lot of people <laughs> at the time. It is the. It is the entry point into getting into any type of aggressive music uh, at all, or just whatever you're curious about. Like you know, if, if someone's just into SpongeBob, you know that that could like. That could turn into them getting into like a band they had never heard of. And in that You're regard, talking about the famous SpongeBob to Ween pipeline that has been oh, yeah, breathlessly absolutely. recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it gets Ween in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they made the song. So in the 2010s, they're starting to see less popularity as a franchise, and that is when they start making some changes. Namely, they brighten up the story again. A, a bit. CFO Hames McGinty, love that name, We uh, said, we still describe our stores as edgy, but we're not as foreboding as they once were. Our new stores don't scare you away. And that's when they changed their logo from the scratchy look to the stenciled look that we have today. And as the culture was changing, they too were, uh, you know, approaching things a little bit different. Instead of just going to concerts and looking at scene kids, they're starting to go to conventions, comic cons, and expos, and things of that nature and noticing how cosplay was influencing the culture so in a way they were also able to um create cosplay inspired looks without even having to license stuff and that was a huge uh thing that helped them stay popular for a while i love and of their course tagline. this is the invader zim era uh, i love the tagline that they did on this era which was uh they it's a hot topic not possessed still obsessed yeah they cut out the possessed oh my god and then they and they uh, wrote over it obsessed, and that's literally the transition. They they just go straight in. I mean, the the in that time you've got Adult Swim, Harry Potter, Family Guy, Playboy, The Punisher, the Vote for Pedro T-shirts, and they start adding in the anime stuff, the Dragon Ball Z, Inuyasha, Naruto, all that stuff. Twilight becomes huge uh, at the end of the two mm-hmm. thousands, early twenty tens. Twilight is perfect, of course, for uh, hot topic because it's. Got got the, it's this sort of like emoing of like 
uh, horny vampire stuff, essentially. And uh, that's kind of where they got, you know, where they're at. They added Box Lunch, which uh, is a sister store that exclusively sells pop culture clothes, collectibles, and novelty items. After a failed attempt to buy Think Geek. And uh, GameStop, yeah. yes, beat them GameStop to the won. Yeah, yeah, but they still have the pop. Did they? They had the pop figurines, though, right? Yeah, yeah. they had a couple of uh, Funkos lying around. Not a lot. Yeah. Less Funkos than I was excited to see. Very few Funko pops. Um, and so yeah, uh, Hot Topic employee Aiden uh, had this to say from a Vice article: We sell cute stuff now. We sell Pokemon. When I stopped at uh, Hot Topic a while ago, only a certain kind of person would shop there: people who were goth or emo. Now there's no specific group I can pinpoint. There's something literally for everyone, no matter your age, gender, sexuality. We even have stuff referring to LGBT things, which is a big thing because lots of companies are afraid to sell that or promote that. At Hot Topic, we accept you no matter who you are. You can be yourself here, which is an interesting kind of transition. I did see a t-shirt with a bisexual flag, not in June, which was impressive. (laughs) Yeah. They became... Uh, the internet sort of like, like kind of just internet fandom culture. Yeah. And I feel like we did see that transition though. I think we went away from scenes as your identifier. Like I'm goth, I'm punk into I'm a Star Wars fan. Yep. I'm a, fu- you know, a Lord of the Rings per, you know, I wear a fucking hob those weird hairy hobbit feet and I go to school. <laughs> right. That, yeah, I guess. Is that what the kids do. Yeah. It's all IP. I think uh, I, oh, I'm, I am going to say, I think in, Five years, Hot Topic is going to switch back to the old logo and Hmm. become like they're just going to like dig up the old gates and put them back. Oh, the 90s are huge right now. Yeah, and it's already coming back. Like studded, like the the chokers, necklaces. Even the fucking superfluous neckties are showing up in a couple of fashion shows. Oh, yeah. If you look at bands, if you look at like, current hardcore bands like a lot of them are inspired by new metal like most like i get i would say the coolest hard like the coolest and rising hardcore band is a band called turnstile and they are you know very influenced by uh like like 90s or like old like 2000s hardcore and you were you're seeing that fashion show up a little bit like bigger like big t-shirts small font is coming like <laughs> small print coming back yeah and i think you're going to and there's such the internet backlash i think because of like the over because of hot topics and like uh like internet shops and Netflix's and all of it, like Disney Plus, like every there is a backlash against IP. Mm-hmm. Like Hot Topic is an IP store, and now motherfuckers hate it. I did not see a lot of uh, Eternals merch. I will say that <laughs> the kids were not clamoring. They did not ask corporate HQ for that good, good Eternals Funko yeah. money. It, I, I mean, may, I have no idea when that movie is even coming. I just, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> I will say that, like, the concept that the it's wild that people refer to movie studios as bad movies. They don't say, uh-huh. they don't say like that, like 
they don't yeah, say like, I hate that Marvel Iron movies. Man. It's not David Ayers who fucked up Suicide Squad. It's yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Marvel sucks. It's and that's like thirty two movies. <laughs> like that's the the concept. Like all of it sucks, and because it's they're like Hot Topic will always now like event like. They since it's it, it began, it's doomed to fail because you're if your market is counterculture, yeah, eventually you can't keep up with what is the counterculture anymore. Right, right. Like but for twelve year olds, I'm this I'm arguing <laughs> yeah. that hot topic will outlive us all unless like um, unless literally oh, physical sure. retail stops being a thing and we all live in pods and eat cricket paste and I mean, like, maybe. Have our Amazon <laughs> goodies delivered, but uh like, there's just, you know, as long as a 12-year-old sees a Nirvana teacher for the first time and goes like, yes, this, I want this, like, Hot Topic will survive. And whether or not that becomes their, like, gateway into uh, counterculture or just part of their scene kid cringe phase, Hot Topic serves that niche. I think to an extent you are right, but I think even the concept of buying a t-shirt mm. is being deconstructed and turned into an argument in itself. Like mm -hmm. being involved in the music music scene, like even a like people yell at you for the shirts you print your merch on. <laughs> people have strong opinions on brands like I made a like uh my my friend is a uh, a wrestler named Dan Housen. Mm -hmm. And he has a very popular, he has a huge internet following. And he just recently, he just got injured and he can't actually wrestle right now. And is selling his, uh, selling like a, like a, like a shirt about how he's injured and like, you know, it's going to go to the medical bills. And of course, two minutes to late night reshares it. And there are, comments about how prowrestlingtees.com is a direct-to-garment site and they print on low-quality like t-shirts so people whoa, do whoa, not whoa. want Wait, to buy he's not, he's not cheaping, he's not going cheap Gildan instead of a Hanes, is he? That God is help you if you do a Gildan uh, poly I'm blend. wearing a Gildan shirt right now. You sicken me, Holden. You sicken me. Your skin is terrible. It is, that is what it's, like, people are like, I don't want, I don't like Banned t-shirts to be printed on, like, they need to be printed on comfort colors and they need to come in a variety of different, like, I'm sick of wearing black t-shirts. Mm. And it's just like, here's the, the, the reality is, is that it's, it's like, that's the, but that's the conversation that's happening amongst, like, artists and yeah. their art and promoting themselves, like, and that's, like, that's insane because bands have t-shirts to like it's to fund themselves. Yeah. It's to put their name on something and like it's like we're not picking like bands new bands are not picking cheap t-shirts to fuck with you. They're not like, <laughs> trying, they're not not picking high quality 
whatever because they don't care about you. It's because th- it's affordable. Yeah. And they're just trying to, it's a tip, like buying a band's t-shirt is like a tip jar. Yeah. And it's just cool to support the, like people are snobby about the way in which they support the art that they're trying to be involved. Like the the deconstruction of what like of, of like it's almost it's become uncool to it it's it's uncool to like things in a certain way. Mm, These mm. it's insane. It's, just, and it's a trickier nut to crack for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that you're like what hot topic is going to have to become is like I think they're gonna make a move to try to be nostalgic and they're gonna mm. try have to try to f- focus on something, but it's gonna be the target is ever moved. Yeah. Like the fashion makes no sense anymore. <laughs> and at least I will say that it, kind of the thought I wanted to close on was what I started on. At least to their credit, they've never stopped doing this one thing, and that is actually listening to what the kids seem to want and actually listening to their customer base as opposed to just shoving down the throats of the youth what what they think they want. One of the things that uh, Hot Topic does is uh, they have a rule in their merchandising, uh, like buying uh, sector, where they will not commit to a purchase uh, more than 60 days before it will show up in the store. So just to like maximize the turnaround time or their availability to be like, Oh wait, never mind. Never mind. Uh, the wild thornberries isn't coming back. Cancel it. We're not. We're not buying a thousand <laughs> wild thornberry shirts. But isn't that bananas? Isn't that just crazy? Like, yeah. I, I, it I, the seems sentiment, exhausting. The sentiment sounds sounds nice, but that's the that's how impossible this model is. You can't. Yeah. Like you can't keep up to everybody because they don't. No one want. The problem is, is that. No one wants to be sold anything. We don't want it. <laughs> like <laughs> after after a while, we're sold fucking too much. We're exhausted. Yeah. So they have to. They're at some point. They're gonna have to commit to like to being a store that doesn't focus on IP. They're, what everyone they're gonna wants. have yeah, to just go by and be likes. like, like. What do you like? And everyone's like, everything and nothing. Fuck you. Yeah, that's you. the problem. I mean, I mean when you look Fuck at like- Fuck you is what I like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when you look at aesthetics now, it's just this giant mishmash of like every, all culture. I mean, it's what the internet has wrought upon us, right? It's made yeah. everything that much more accessible but that much more convoluted, which is so therefore in 2021, where does Hot Topic go besides just listening to what people want? I'm saying whatever the future holds, and I, I believe you, Jordan, that there is in fact going to be this massive IP battle backlash you know the dialectic is gonna swing back in a big way because that's how it always happens but like even in 2033 when all the children don't even use the internet anymore they get direct telepathic messages from an orange glowing orb in the middle of Sirius the dog star and it tells them the secrets of the universe Hot Topic is gonna be the first store in the fucking mall that has a hoodie that says I love the orb right (laughs) and that's how they're gonna survive yeah uh, look Maybe, but how do you even like if you look at something like the Dune movie? <laughs> people, the mo- the movie came out and is it's like imme- the immediacy of the dunking 
on the movie. People watched that Dunking movie. Idaho. Ready? The Dunkin' Idaho. Of the yeah, movie, yeah, Dunking Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the name of my emo band, and I'm so glad we finally got to say it. <laughs> you being from Idaho, of course. <laughs> of course. And it's hilarious because it is an existing property from, like, the 1960s. <laughs> like, and it, it it is the only reason they made that movie. But people went to see that movie ready to tweet about how they don't like it. And mm. I'm not, I, I don't actually have a strong opinion on the dude movie one way or the other, but like it's at the point where like hot topic is probably ready to sell to like, or already is selling Dune merch and what you just said, like in sixty days, they're gonna be like, I guess we're getting rid of the Dune, but no one wants to. <laughs> it's very uncool to like Dune, or because whatever. it's like music now. It's a hit. The IP game is like music, a hits based industry. So for every Dune flop that they have, they lucked out on Among Us. Uh, you know, in our in the history of Hot Topic, there it's defined by like just a general base, a low hum of goth emo counterculture fashion. And like Twilight, South Park, Inuyasha, Invader Zim, like as long as they have the one thing, they can whiff a couple of times. I will say um, at a certain point, when was it? They got bought out uh, by Sycamore Investments, Sycamore Capital. And uh, the it's kind of, oh, God, if I can find the list, it's like hilarious. Yeah, didn't they, don't they, didn't they like go back? bankrupt get bought and now they're a publicly traded company no they they uh their stock started tanking around the time of the 2008 recession which is when a lot of brick and mortar stores started flailing right and it kind of marked the beginning of the end of the american mall uh then they got bought out by god what is the name it's so innocuous sycamore something but that same investment group also owns stakes in Talbots and Ann Taylor Loft and like all these other just generic ass, the limited two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it is just, you know, it is capital, but uh, going to the actual location, talking to one of the employees, like it doesn't seem like a shitty place to work. No. It's, you know, they, it is interesting kind of how they have to game and respond to their uh, customer base. And I don't know. It's just a weird story that like they somehow survived the great uh, <laughs> mall pushback yeah. and they're still kicking while there's shuttered stores all around. Allowed to be super uncool place that everyone that the kids go to to get their fucking uh, anime T-shirts. Well, either way, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us for this episode yeah. of Wizard and the Bruises. Yeah, thanks, guys. Pump your shit. This is the time. We'll do it before we promote our stuff. This is this is your moment to shine. Two minutes to late night. Yeah, folks. It's a YouTube channel. It's a YouTube channel. You can find you can find all Two Minutes to Late Night stuff by going to twominuteslatenight.com. It's kind of like the hot topic, <laughs> but for all of our, our bullshit. <laughs> You go there, you can find it it's 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 a link tree. It'll take you to find all of our social media. We got an Instagram, we got a Twitter, we got our merch store at deathwish.com. Uh death deathwishinc.com. It's a they're they're a record label, they're cool. They have Hell Converge yeah. on it. You know Converge, hardcore <laughs> fans, huh? But we yeah, and we have a we have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to it because we we if you enjoy if you enjoyed this conversation. Each week, 
Every Friday, I'm dropping a new episode of a show we have called High School CD Review, where I go back and listen to an album from my original, like, my mom found my old high school CD booklet, <laughs> mailed it to me without asking. So I have them all now. Love it. And I'm going back, and it's just a journey talking about like how I found that album, the significance that band had in the culture, at least from my point of view. And uh, we see if the if the CD holds up or not. Like a lot of the the show is me talking about how I went to the mall <laughs> and bought a CD. Um and so, yeah, love it. I don't like, yeah, check check all that out. Ch- uh, if you like album discussions like that, also check out Albummer on GiantBomb.com. So cool, man. Also, each week, yeah, me and the writers room of Two Minutes to Late Night were listening to Planet Earth's just weirdest albums <laughs> and trying to trying to put a narrative to it and find something nice about them. <laughs> Rarely that part happens, but we're trying. <laughs> and then every Monday, I'm on the Not Fest Twitch uh, with my buddy Colin Young, who is the drummer of the band God's Hate and and the singer of the band Twitching Tongues. He and I, we have a show called We Are Not Wrestlers, and we are just hanging out on the Twitch channel talking about wrestling together, mostly music because we both have written wrestling entrance music for people and uh just talking about the significance of music involved in wrestling because it's very weird it's very fun i love it yep. uh, uh for me check out twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho i'm streaming monday tuesday friday it's always a good time we get crazy you know where to find it thank you so much every time somebody from a uh, fan of the podcast comes in and says what's up i love it thank you so much for for uh, joining me on that. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Whizbrew. We've got weekly bonus stuff. We essentially do like a giant bomb format at this point every other week where we do Wizard and the News, or we talk about the news, we talk about stuff we've been playing, current event kind of stuff, as this podcast is much more evergreen, and that's a showbiz <laughs> term for you can just listen to it anytime. It's not current events. Jake? Really got to press the flesh on that uh, Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Whizbrew. Uh, $5 a month, you get hours and hours of bonus content. I know you're out there. I know you're listening at work. You're listening on the train. You're listening. You're fucking listening. You're listening right now. And (laughs) now the podcast's over and you're like, damn, I wish there was more podcasts. It's all on the Patreon. That is how you Some old guy's got blood coming out of his mouth. He's like, I need help. I need help. You're like, well, get me out of this train. Get me out of his life. <laughs> Just go listen to, go to patreon.com forward slash wisdom. And uh, if you're feeling sassy, uh, head on over to uh, my VTuber channel. That's right. I am a virtual streamer, a digital man for a digital age. Uh, go to youtube.com slash puppet Jared. I'm just a scant few hours away from making partner holding. Amazing. Just so few hours away. I gotta, I gotta get that good, good monetization so it can immediately get copyright claims. <laughs> awesome. Check it out, Puppet Jared on YouTube. (laughs) And hey, always remember, never stop whizzing. And keep on bruising. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply.